The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. My best friend gave me the best advice. He said each day's a gift and not a given right. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to today's show. Uh, firstly, thank you, Judy Piatkus, for your thoughts on entrepreneurship last week. Uh, Judy talked about uh, some principles, which were clarity of vision, seed capital, fine-tuning your offer, building your team, making tough decisions, and one I particularly like, which is celebrating success. Um, all principles that helped her develop worldwide publisher Piatkus Books. Now, um, if you have any questions or feedback about any show, um, feel free to write this on my wall at, uh, at www.facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore or email info at bemoreachievemore.com if you want to talk to me about any of the um, services or support that I can offer you or your business. But thank you to Carol Macy for your comments on Facebook today on the show with Dr. Steve Levinson. You know, he is definitely an inspiration and as I explained on the show that I did with Steve you know, he's had a huge impact on my personal ability to follow through with my intentions so I would um, really listen to that show and, and, and learn from Steve because he's, he's a great guy so now let's, um, let's focus on today's show and, and today's guest is Angie Egan and we're talking here about romancing the customer which is about achieving more with strategies that keep your customers in love with your brand now, I met Angie about 15 months ago. I turned up at the Professional Speaking Association conference for the first time in London, and she made me so welcome and introduced me to a number of other people. It was obvious that she you know, was a, a very uh, caring person, intelligent, uh, respected by the community. She had a great sense of humor, and she, she went about uh, helping me and others I saw at that event in a very authentic way. I then uh, persuaded her to give me a little mentoring around the speaking game, which she did very graciously, and I think a mutual friendship and respect has since developed. There's something very interesting about Angie, and it was only through realizing what she's written as an author and speaks about that I started to get it. She really has studied relationships and knows how to build exceptional relationships really well. Building exceptional customer relationships can mean the difference between a business which prospers and one that simply gets by. Um, if you've experienced customers who are promiscuous, uh, then 
building meaningful relationships with the right customers in the right way will encourage long-term loyalty to your, your brand, uh, to you. Um, Angie says that her methods encourage a more considered, a seductive approach rather than the costly one-night stand. Um, it's, it takes time to build brand equity, and the romancing is what we need to do brilliantly in terms of service excellence and client care. Angie's going to share some secrets that can be applied by even the less romantic of us. Uh, romance being something my wife would probably not see as being very high on my skill set. Um, but the philosophy, of course, though, is it's a metaphor for doing business in such a way that keeps us relevant, captivating, and as Angie would put it, totally desirable. Angie's the founder of an award-winning retail merchandising consultancy. She's set up to deliver knowledge and excellence for new and established businesses around the world. She does consultancy work, which has involved her with clients such as Kerastase Paris, BMW, Elemis, Wentworth Golf Club and Spa. She has over 20 years operational and management experience in the UK, USA and Asia and has worked for some of the most successful retailers such as The Body Shop, Ikea, Esper and Gap and worked in partnership with Liberty in London and Harvey Nichols throughout the UK. Uh, as an author and professional speaker, Angie's developed a refreshingly different Romancing the Customer business books, which, can, which inspire, entertain, and communicate how to achieve brand loyalty and lasting differential. This cheeky metaphor has helped to address the challenge of getting the service message, message to stick. Welcome to the cheeky Angie Egan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I often, get, I often get described as that, but uh, certainly today, really looking forward to sharing with your audience this really simple strategy of, of romance in their customer, um, because it is simple and it's highly cost effective. So let's hope we've got lots of things that will inspire them by the end of the uh, program today. Let's hope so. So um, thank you. So what, Angie, uh, do you think are some of the key problems that entrepreneurial people face when they're attracting clients, potential customers, and even the right suppliers? I would say that the easy or the, the immediate one that comes to mind uh, is that I don't like selling. Um, and so this works brilliantly. And most entrepreneurs feel very or most of us feel uncomfortable um, with this need to sell. But I had to reconcile the need to sell with my need to eat uh, <laughs> and to pay my mortgage. Um, no, I was described as I hate selling, but I can achieve great sales. Um, so I worked really hard to find a strategy that worked, that felt uh, natural, um, that certainly felt authentic to me. But more than that, was reconciled with my um, my natural abilities to just communicate with people, but in a way that I didn't feel like I was pestering them, um, that I didn't need to pick up the phone uh, to people that I didn't really know, um, and I suppose finally, just finding a way that they feel good and I feel good, because that's my overall values and philosophies. But most entrepreneurs will, in the early days, uh, struggle with suddenly I'm, I'm on my own. I've been part of a big corporate. Uh, now I'm no longer part of a big corporate. So how do you reconcile that in your head? Um, but the big one was, was certainly about I hate selling, um, but I love being successful. Yeah, I, I guess we, 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 many of us have sort of hang-ups about se selling from, you know, door-to-door -door salesmen knocking at your door and, and that kind of, 
you know, you can perceive it as being manipulative when actually, unless we share it, what we have to offer to people, then that's the only way that we can bring or they can gain value from what we have. Uh, so are we talking here that, you know, what you, you are highlighting is really being able to communicate what you have, but in a way that is aligned to your values and beliefs? Absolutely. Um, and this, I mean, Romance in the Customer started because my niche area within retail is working with holistic therapists, with opticians and with dentists who are all caring professionals and all of whom, when you mention selling, uh, will run a mile and they see all the negative connotations behind it and you know, we're quite sniffy about it. So I had to find a way of sneaking up behind them um, and convincing them that actually you are selling. We all are on a daily basis. It's just how we do it. And so that's how I came up with the romancing, because I had to sit and kind of distill what it is. What do I do? Um, because when I was working as a holistic therapist, I was extremely successful. And, and it's amazing the requisite excuses that people will apply to another's success. So, well, it's all right for you because and then you can fill in any number of blanks. Um, but it it all comes down to people leaving smarter than when they arrived. And I think we have each and every one of us have an obligation to ourselves, but also to our clients to inspire them with our expertise because it, it gives them confidence um, but after all, you know, that, that's why we do what we do and that's why they're coming to us for our services and our professional knowledge and our experience. So if we're not sharing it with them, how on earth are they going to benefit? Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And therefore, what, what are the common errors you see in business generally when you know, people are trying to, attempting to attract others? Um, I guess it starts with inconsistency. Um, so most businesses, irrespective of how established they are, tend to say one thing and do another. So uh, if I think about big businesses that I've worked with, they have this really glossy image and then they treat either themselves or their teams or their suppliers appallingly badly. Um, and so the two don't marry up or there's a great tendency for businesses to overcomplicate things. And in my experience, it's largely to justify their salary or their position, or because we assume that the obvious is not obvious, um, or the obvious is obvious, and actually, no, it isn't. Um, I don't know about globally, but I certainly understand from the UK that there's a lot of short-term short thinking um, and I, I would say that manifests itself in one, you know, we want instant gratification. So we want instant results, instant sales. And if we don't get them, we give up too easily. There's a tendency to do that. Um, and we're still selling in today's environment. And that's what I said, if you're selling, you're, you're making life really hard for yourself. And it's time now for sharing knowledge, giving stuff, give of ourselves, and that is far more compelling. Um, yeah, this inspired expertise is far more compelling than selling. Um, and then I talk about corporate thinking rather than customer thinking. So this whole, no, we can't do that. And we can't do it because it doesn't suit us rather than, yeah, we can, but we just can't be bothered. 
Um, and then I guess finally the other one is, it, and that's the thing that's always obvious to me because I'm a fresh pair of eyes going in, but where a business misses consistent complaints, um, if something is happening in that organisation or in that business on a consistent basis, something needs to change. Um, and, you know, it is, oh, well, that always happens. Uh, it's sim- That simply isn't good enough now. So I guess... Those would be the summary of the common errors that I would see. Uh, wow, <laughs> quite quite a few then, and uh, <laughs> I can certainly certainly relate to that. Uh, so some of those and that short term thinking in organisations wanting results now, which puts people under pressure, and so they go in and see clients wanting to with numbers in their mind. Uh, without even having started the relationship or started the courting process, perhaps. Uh, you oh, might sure. say. Uh, there's yeah. another, another good example, Angie, which um, I, I think is worthwhile mentioning at this point, when the missing the consistent complaints. I was fascinated when uh, you and I were at a, a conference recently where we had some problems, and uh, I don't I think it's okay to mention it, but it was the Hilton Hotel. Uh, there was no soaps in the rooms, and as a group, we were unha- unhappy at broadband costs, and somebody put a message on Twitter uh, and mentioned the Hilton Hotel, and the following morning there was um, soaps being delivered to people's rooms, and they wavered the fees. And I just thought that was a, a great example of somebody who, you know, turned a, a frustration for us all into uh, something, um, you know, which was more of a, much more of a positive experience. Yeah, it is, and I think you know, I talk a lot, certainly within romance and the customer, about forgivability of a brand. Um, that you know, we all make mistakes. We all do things unintentionally that will upset people that's just life that's just the dynamics of relationships and people however it is how we respond to those and how we put things right uh, with grace and with generosity um, and with honesty that will enable us to continue in our businesses so it's not about being perfect Um, and the example you cited there illustrates that wonderfully so, you know, one of the, the big thing, one of the big questions is how forgivable is my brand? Um, and certainly with the big corporates, uh, that's part of my strategy. That's what I look at with them is creating forgivability. Yeah, and actually that can build, how you react to that can build even more loyalty than if the issue didn't actually happen. Can't oh, for sure. Um, and it, it is, you know, there will be complaints. There will be people who are unhappy um, but if you're adopting a computer says no mentality or corporate thinking, it just escalates. And I think in today's, you, you mentioned Twitter, social media, there is no hiding place now. Yeah. Uh, and, we're, you know, we're being encouraged to complain. We're just going to go over to a commercial break now. So shall, we shall continue the conversation in two or three minutes. So over to Voice America. Thanks, Angie. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you're looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Have you planned for your retirement yet? If you are a public sector employee, perhaps not. Studies have shown that employees of schools, educational institutions, governments, nonprofits, and public safety may lack the information they need to effectively prepare for retirement. For the answers you need, tune in to Lessons in Retirement, Retirement Planning for Public Sector Employees with host Jim Bishop, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's sure to pay off in your future. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper with my guest today, Angie Egan, and we're talking about romancing the customer, which is about achieving more with strategies that keep your customers in love with your brand. So, Angie, I know you've got a, a fascinating story about having done these big corporate jobs and then um, leaving that behind and actually doing something else um, for a while, um, working in bars and things like that. I wonder if you could maybe talk us through that a little bit, that story, and really how, um, through that story, you developed your philosophy of romancing the customer. Yeah, sure. Um went to work for Ikea uh, and decided I just I guess I was worn out um, but it also didn't it didn't sit the corporate life didn't sit comfortably with who I was and who I'd become um, and I was far more interested in kind of longer term thinking but also how I could share my experiences with other people and studied holistic medicine uh, so I needed to fund myself. I went from a corporate position with all the stuff that goes with that and the salary to suddenly I'm a student. And for those of you who've been students, you know that most of the time you're absolutely broke. So I worked part time in a pub, part time at uh, a clothes retailer and then part time as a gym instructor, which is euphemism for cleaner. Um, but I was, <laughs> I was uh, quite strategic about where I worked because they all gave me a steady flow of clients for either for sports massage, for nutrition, um, or what was the other one? <laughs> and the, the gym was, uh, was an interesting one, uh, cause that was nutrition, but it was also helping people achieve their best results, if you like. And it gave me a free gym membership. So there was a big bonus there, but I learned about myself that I, was not going to be determined by my title. I wasn't going to be determined or even uh, define myself by what it is I was doing. Um, and it, it, that took me a, a fair few, a fair few months to reconcile in my own head that I'm I'm not my job title. Um, I'm not what I earn. I'm not my bank balance. Uh, that I'm still the same person with exactly the same values and philosophies. And and I wanted to share that learning, um, but it came came at a quite a cost, I guess. Um, 
but I've always been fascinated in kind of what makes us tick. Um, but I also decided, and it was it was my mom taught me very very early on that every encounter counts, and on every encounter counts. If you adopt that philosophy, it means that whether you're working in the bar or you're working as the CEO, you treat people as every encounter counts. Um, and I determined that I would always do the best I could do. So even if I was cleaning the mirrors in the gym, you're going to bet that people 20 years later are still going to be talking and saying, wow, when we had that instructor called Angie, God, she could clean those mirrors. And I was going to be the best that I could be. Um, it wasn't my long-term career goal, but uh, all of my experiences with these corporate companies taught me good things and it also taught me and illustrated to me ways in which I didn't want to be um so you know everything everything's there to learn from uh is is I guess what what I took away from all of those experiences I think that's I think that's a great thing to do because uh, I've, I've certainly known a number of senior corporate execs who've lost their jobs and suddenly their entire self-image is just crumble because it was built on that foundation of I'm really important yes. um, so actually taking that time out and and doing some other things I think is is very valuable I certainly found that very valuable um, experience to almost have all of those trappings taken away and then start to rebuild yourself um, as you want to be yeah and I think for me it, it actually made me uh, far more authentic about who I am um, and also about who I wanted to surround myself with, who I wanted to work with, um, you know, who were the people that were fulfilling my needs, who, who, who nourished what I was doing um, through shared values, shared philosophies, and just general kindness, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I love the, on the kindness thing, I, I love the, philosophy that um, there's a guest in a cup on the 18th of November it's Ivan Meisner um, oh. of, of BNI and, and, and Ivan says that give us gain and I really you know see that as as uh, being something very very important it's why I'm doing these shows in many ways and why we do the work we do because it's about yeah. about giving and then sometimes it comes back it comes back tenfold but it's it's a long-term strategy um, and sometimes a bit like farming, you build, you know, you, you plant that seed, uh, but you can't see what's happening underneath the surface. And that's been my experience uh, since I went self-employed uh, and set up my own business. There were an awful lot of things happening out of sight. Um, so I planted lots and lots of seeds and it was really important to keep nourishing them and to keep giving them fertile ground and not give up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really really important, isn't that? And not the not the not give up. I, I think somebody once said to me that uh, you almost to break through to the next level, you almost have to experience having been down on your knees at least once <laughs> in the in the mud, probably cultivating those uh, uh, those seeds. So so let's um let me ask you just to clarify what exactly then is romancing the customer? How would you define it? Ah, well, I guess it's simple, really. It's a metaphor that sticks. Uh, so there are so many parallels between romance and business. And what I've discovered is those parallels are highly illustrative, 
but they're also very amusing. So you can you can kind of ham them up and uh, illustrate any particular point. But most most people get it because at some point they will have been in love with someone or something. They will have been totally absorbed, infatuated by someone. Um, and it just, it works. Uh, yeah, the parallels for me, if I just, yeah, I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Yeah, we do loads of wooing and then we take them for granted when we've won their hearts. And, and that's what businesses tend to do with their customers. You know, we're really excited in the early stages about our relationship and yay, we've got the customer, we've got a new customer. And then before very long, we can take it for granted. Um, becoming complacent is another one. So I draw loads of parallels between, and it's about relationships. Um, but the complacency that comes in when you ha have a long-term relationship and we start to assume things about our other part, our partner or our significant other, um, and we do the same with our customers. We assume they know about stuff that we do, or we assume that we understand what their uh, problems are, what their challenges are, and therefore what the solutions are without asking them. So clarification. Um, and then the other one is, <laughs> which we do have quite good fun with, um, is falling into predictability rather than standing out. And I hope we get an opportunity to look at that one because it, it is quite good fun. Um, and then things like um, in the romancing world, guys who or girls uh, who only contact you when they want something. Um, so they're only nice to you when they want something. And how I draw the parallel with business is they only ever contact you when they have a new product, when they have a new something to sell, uh, when they have a promotion. But they don't ever contact you just just to say hi or congratulate you on something. It's always about them. Um, and then the final one is is people in relationships, or maybe this just happens to me, Chris, um, where they always seem to be looking for the next best thing, um, which is, is very, very insulting. And, and businesses do exactly the same thing. They're constantly looking for the next customer or the next whatever. Um, so I say lots and lots of parallels. Um, it's a show me, don't tell me approach because the, this is this inspired expertise in businesses. We tell people how fantastic we are or in relationships, we tell people how funny we are. And now we've become as a community, as a, as a uh, society, quite cynical and show me, don't tell me is, is the romancing strategy. Um, the other one is that you'll only attract the right people if you are clear about who it is you want to attract. Um, too many people are very vague and they want to be with you and you haven't got to convince them. You haven't got this hard battle the whole time. They just get what you do and it's it's effortless. Um, I feel amazing when I'm around them and hopefully they feel amazing too. That's certainly the feedback I get. But I do it in a way that feels really comfortable. So it's about being authentically different. Um, and my brand is definitely different. It's not orthodox. It's not for everybody. And, and I, I'm okay with that. Um, and I guess finally, if, if you're having a good time and you're confident, enthusiastic, you're infectious. And, you know, it is, it's the best infection to spread around the world is enthusiasm and excitement and passion. Um, 
you know, is go out and infect as many people as you can. So <laughs> that, I guess, is um, it's about connection. It's that elusive thing that everybody's talking about at the moment. But it's so critical. And you've got to keep that connection going, but in a, a really amazing way. Well, so, so we're, not, we're not talking about flirting here, then. We're talking about a, a longer-term <laughs> romantic liaison. Uh, what... Definitely talking about flirting. Um, because flirting, I talk about flirting and showing off, but flirting is about attention without intention. Uh, so you just it's kind of childlike where you say something lovely or you say something and it has to be sincere that's the thing um, but you just say something nice just for the sake of saying something nice um, and children do it all the time and we learn I don't know uh, certainly the Brits we become quite um, uh, what's the word <laughs> reserved um, and I'm not talking about being personal, but I will, I see complete strangers. And if I think, you know, I like, wow, I like your jacket um, or anything, anything. Uh, if it's genuine and I just watch people and they bloom, it's like, it's like setting a little candle alight. Um, and that's the every encounter counts. So yeah, sure. We're talking about flirting. Um and the other thing is showing off. Uh, if you do it authentically, it's, I would say it's probably the highest form of regard for you to be able to demonstrate that you've truly heard someone because you've listened. Um, and the, the showing off is about demonstrating your understanding. So you never, ever have to say, um, oh, well, our clients are or I've worked for. Because if you're showing off and you're flirting, you're really listening um, and you can say things like, you know, they describe a partic particular scenario and and you then respond with, oh, that sounds familiar. That's that's a bit like when I was at Ikea or that's a bit like working when I'm working with this client. And you describe the solution you describe. But it's a great way of showing off to that customer what your skills are, but your understanding. So you're showing people, not telling them. And I think the other thing is if you if you hold stuff back until it's relevant, it's far more alluring because uh, people will tell you their priorities and their concerns if you allow them to. But if you jump in with all about you and we can do this and we can do this and we can do this, if they're not ready to hear it, they won't hear it. And it's that old adage, you can have the best product in the world, but if I don't want to buy it, you are never going to sell it. So you have to listen really carefully for the opportunities and then present it in a way that gives them choice. Fantastic. Uh, so we're talking about a really highly emotionally intelligent way of connecting with people. So we're going to go into our next commercial break and we'll be back with you again shortly. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Do you really understand the global economy? The media paints a certain picture, but are you really getting the full story or only half of it? Listen to Strategic Wealth, Choosing Simplicity in Finance with your host, Stephen Ayer. This program will bring a full and objective look at the global economy and help you sort through the bias of traditional media so that you can completely understand today's economic theories and make the right decisions in your portfolio. Strategic Wealth airs live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leave no stone unturned, leave your fears behind, and try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm with Angie Egan this afternoon, author of Romancing the Customer. Uh, Angie, could you maybe help articulate for uh, the audience, what are the key steps, do you think, to romancing the customer? Oh, that's a great question, Chris. Um, Okay, Um, there's probably five or six. Uh, Let's go with five because it's it's a nice number. Um, Never undervalue your own talents would be my first. And these are all learnings. They're all stuff that I've picked up as I've gone along. Uh, Dare to be different. Please, please, please dare to be different. Um, Targeted attraction would be my other one. a good grief monitor. Andy Bounds taught me about good grief monitor and I use it constantly and it's brilliant and great fun. Um, and then finally, the obvious is never obvious. Okay, so so let's take these in turn then so we can, <laughs> we can, we can, we can understand them. Um, what is uh, never undervalue your own talents? What do you mean by that? Mm, I guess just because this is my learning, just because I find something easy and obvious, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else will, which you might think, well, come on, that's an obvious one. But actually, I was constantly overlooking it in the beginning uh, when I first set up my business. So, um, okay, I'm going to liken it. I'll draw a parallel with, with dating because uh, it might be more entertaining. Uh, but I spent more time thinking about what I wasn't rather than what I was. So my whole focus, I talk myself out of date. I kind of see myself leaving before I'd even come back. Uh, I'm too tall. I'm too confident. I'm too independent. I'm not 
this, I'm not that, I'm not, and it just drove myself nuts. Um, and someone just challenged me one day on it and just said, you're too tall for what? I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I've learned to just be that uh, and value my tallness, my independence, my sense of confidence and and appreciate that that's who I am. So what I discovered is it transferred into my business world when I first set up. And what I was saying to myself was, um, you know, okay, I'm a visual merchandiser, but anyone could do this. So I was belittling my own talents and my own skills. Um, so it is about placing a value on that um, because if you're outstanding at something, then you need to reflect that in the fees that you're charging. I think so. So how do you just how then do you cope with you know occasional rejection that we might we might all get um, you know in both in business and maybe maybe personally too i can remember a girl once saying to me um we've been together for a number of years and she said you're 99 percent perfect now that's more perfect than i've ever been <laughs> probably ever in my life and since but it it wasn't quite enough <laughs> and that left me a little bit uh, the ground was uh, the rug was pulled from under my feet at the time um how, how do you cope then when you are valuing your talents when you do get a knockback um it's interesting. In the early days, because my uh, attraction strategy wasn't targeted, um, I, despite having a, a business coach around me, he would constantly tell me that it wasn't me. Uh, but that me, and you think that's such a cliche uh, rejection because I I have. I have such a clear question and strategy of, of listening that I don't even approach them if they're not in the business of what I do. And then the pull strategy uh, means that they're coming to me. So they, they, they've asked um, and I will give stuff. I'll give information and I leave it very open. Um, so um, I guess the rejection. Mm. The, the only time I get frustrated now, because I don't get rejection, and that's not in an arrogant way, it's because I'm quite targeted on what I do. Uh, so I don't put myself in a position where I will be, because I don't like it. Um, but I guess the, the thing there is, if, if you're to be the one and to stand out and be memorable, is to ask yourself the question, and this is where I get the rejection, if you like, or the, the feeling of frustration, is I didn't manage in the early days what I wanted people to say about me when I left the room, which is not, oh, she's really nice or she's hot or whatever it might be. Um, what it is I actually, um, I do. Why do I do what I do? Um, and how do I do it? So I needed to demonstrate, I needed to be really clear in my mind that when I leave the room, this is what I want you to say. Mm. Uh, and it then becomes effortless for them, but it also becomes effortless for you. So, yeah, I guess that comes back to the, the never undervalue your own talents, but you've got to be clear in your mind what it is, what do you solve, what, why do you do what you do? Absolutely. A little little tip that I found very helpful um, occasion, occasionally is just not to be as attached to the outcome as once I was, <laughs> and uh, and then you just move on to something else. It wasn't meant to be. Um, just just yeah. moving on to your next point. Then I'm just mindful of time before the next break. Okay. Um, how about daring to be different? 
Okay. Uh, daring to be different comes back to uh, authentic differentiation. So keep shining. I am now hugely associated with keep shining. And uh, I was extremely daring, I think, in, in the early days because I was sending out my corporate letters um, and whether they were email or whether they were letters. And and just natural. There was lots and lots of reasons. I won't go into now why I had to keep shining, but it was very authentic and reflected me. And and I would sit there and I'd do these emails or do these letters and then put at the bottom, keep shining. And then I'd scribble it out and think, what? And actually, it was right for me to put keep shining because it just fitted with what I was doing and who I am and what my values are. Um, and I decided that any any business, any MD or CEO who dismissed me out of hand because I signed off, keep shining, I didn't want to work with them anyway. Um, so that's how I can reconcile it in my head. But do you know what? It got me more business in the early days because it made me stand out um, and be different. So communicate and use words that, like I say, are infectious and, and they stick. Um, and I'm now seen as the shiny girl or, you know, ah, oh, it's the shiny person. In the brand um i think the dare to be different i have adopted i do quite a little bit of copywriting for skincare companies luxury brands and they use loads of gobbledygook um and it is about moving, i suppose be clear so much more interesting um so, so what about what about then uh, targeted attraction okay targeted attraction uh, okay, I'll, I'll liken this to a story. Uh, I spoke at a conference about three or four years ago, knew who the majority of the people there were, uh, and had dismissed three or four of these businesses because they were outstanding at what they did. So I just assumed, well, they're not going to need what I do. They're not going to be interested. Um, and these people do it really badly, so they need my services. And what I discovered is the three people I dismissed were the three pe first three people who came up and said, we need to work together because they are, were at the top of their game and they understood that in order to maintain that position, they had to do things a little bit differently. Um, so targeted attraction is looking at who do I want to work with? Who do I want to attract? So in my, my case, it was who, who does things really brilliantly and focus on those. Um, be clear about your ethics um, because otherwise it becomes joyless. And I always talk about if it's not going to make me happy, um, then I'm not going to attract long term fulfilling relationships. It's going to end acrimoniously. Um, in the dating world, I remember pretending to one guy who I was really interested in uh, that I could go kart. And I'd never gone go-karting in my life. Um, but I wasn't authentic about I was just kind of random. Anyway, I ended up nearly crashing the go-kart and killing myself. So it, it was a big <laughs> lesson <laughs> in, uh, in targeted attraction. But be honest. Be honest with yourself. Because, they're, you know, if, if they're not the right fit, it's, it is going to end badly. Uh, hopefully not with as many bruises, but it will end acrimoniously. <laughs> don't want it to end in a, in a go-kart crash <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> right we've got about um a sort of minute and a half before the commercial break do you want to start talking about the good grief monitor and what it is yeah this 
is so simple. Uh, Andy Bound started it, so I'm not going to say it was me. Uh, I'd love to say I was that clever, but it's list every marketing activity that you do. And then write down on two columns. So writing books, keynote speaking, cold call, networking, whatever it is, list every activity that you do in order to connect with other people. And then in the next column, write down um, on a scale of one to 10, how, how easy is this for you to do? So in my instance, writing books is effortless. I love calling, would get a really low score. Um, the other column you look at is how effective is it for my business? So cold calling, probably because I hated it, wasn't that effective for my business. But speaking was outstanding in terms of getting mm. me consultancy. Um, and I'll talk more about speaking. Okay. Go on. Well, we'll go, we're going to go to a commercial break now, but we'll, okay. we'll continue that after the break. So thanks, sure. Angie. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again with the shining Angie Egan, and we're talking about <laughs> romancing the customer. So, and Angie, uh, you were talking before the break about the Good Grief Monitor. Did you want to finish off what you were saying there? Yeah, so you, within your columns, you have how good is this activity for my business? How much grief does it cause me? Uh, so it's quite a simple um, analogy to use. So I'll use speaking, professional speaking was outstanding for my business, but it caused me in the early days so much grief. My audience loved it. I hated it. Um, I looked like I was going to have a heart attack. 
um, and would just get so anxious beforehand. So, and I knew how good it was for my business. And I thought I might. I went on a boot camp, and I taught myself uh, the power of really good professional speaking. And now I absolutely love it. So the Good Grief Monitor helped me focus in on the activities that were the the most effective for my business, and also call. The big one for me is if if I enjoy doing something, then I do it well and it's effortless. So I'm more productive and therefore more successful. Excellent. Or if you if you see something that's really good and and like the speaking, it, it causes you a bit of grief for start, but you can maybe see the potential that you're going to enjoy it. You do something like go on a boot camp and get good at it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I think that doing, uh, and I'd procrastinate, but it what actually was because it scored really low on both counts, or I didn't didn't bother with it. I uh, just dropped it from my and then stopped doing it uh, as a marketing strategy because it, it obviously didn't fit. That makes makes sense. So, so a, a really useful um, idea there. And and therefore, what the final one that you mentioned, I think, was obvious never is. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, this again is, you know, I had a meeting uh, with a client and I was shaking my global, global company, world top class. But we're missing, and I remember shaking my head and getting to the car and thinking, God, this is so obvious. And then being reminded by my business coach, and he just said, it's obvious to you because you're not in the business. You see things clearly. So the obvious never is. And the other thing is about um, in my communication strategies, I would go in, particularly with big corporates, thinking I had to be kind of all highfalutin and uh, high-end strategy stuff. And actually start with the obvious because that in my experience is what they have been missing um and it is about you placing a value on that and you had a great story about the guy with matchboxes didn't you yeah yeah there was, well it, it's quite a an old sort of textbook story really in that there was a, there was a chap who went to a matchbox company and said to them you know i can save you x percentage on your costs are you interested and and his idea was quite sim- was quite simple because once upon a time matchboxes always had uh, you could strike a match on both sides so they had a, a rough strip on both sides of the matchbox and his idea was simple only have one and it saved. Uh, it was such a simple idea and so obvious, but it saved a lot, a lot of money. You know, a huge amount of money. Um, so I think whatever industry you're in, often we can see things which are completely obvious to us, but uh, other people may have the blinkers on. Absolutely, sharing something with a client and offering it as a solution because I think it's obvious. But if it was obvious, they'd be doing it. Uh, so it was, it was valuable, valuable insight. Um, and it is about separating intention from impact. Um, you know, it might not be their intention to miss this obvious stuff, but the impact on their business is immense. So I will always. Um, and it is if you ever find yourself saying to somebody, well, it's obvious, isn't it? Clearly it's not. <laughs> Otherwise they'd be doing it. I guess the other thing is, if in your mind thing, I can't say that because that's that I'd look a bit stupid if I say that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually saying it because uh, it could be the gem. And I don't know if you've been in meetings before when you've had something in the back of your mind and and it seemed obvious to you, and then somebody else piped up and said it and and got so much <laughs> credit, and you thought, why didn't I say that? 
times. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, and it's it's just such a frightened if you're a little bit anxious about patronizing your customer or your potential client is to say that I'm sure you've considered this, but I want about it. And it gets you out of a, a wriggly hole sometimes. Brilliant. Um, I'm having a slight little challenge with my sound at the moment. I'm getting not hearing you occasionally, and I think it's fine probably for yourself and the listeners, but uh, if I suddenly go silent, that's why. But now at the beginning of the show, you described some obvious challenges in business. Now, how can we all avoid these and begin making an immediate impact by thinking in a more romantic way? We've got sort of another minute or two to talk through those. Okay, some really simple ones that cost nothing. Um, and remembering that romance is about focusing on the other person. It's not about you. Uh, so that's, that's step one, is change the focus from you to uh, your customer or your potential client. Start with your voicemail message. Uh, and this is where you can employ the dare to be different. Um, so mine is all about helping clients to be exceptional and to be outstanding. Uh, and if you're interested, then leave your voicemail, leave your, leave your details. But describe what it is you solve. Don't talk about features and benefits. They're way gone. Uh, so number one, change your voicemail message, but give me a solution. Tell me something that you can do for me. Um, Second one, I would say switch your communication, whether it's social media or print media, to listening, sharing, being interested, being not with their strategies, say they only ever contact you when they want something or when they've got something to sell. And I promise you, people will become cynical about you and your brand so quickly. And you just smack of desperation. Fantastic. I've got to speed up now. I've got about 10 seconds to, uh, to finish this section, Angie. Okay. Then avoid saying too much, which clouds your ability to shine. So create a narrative. Put me in the story and describe what it is you solve. Um, and it might be that you front up the, like the elephant in the room, um, front up the bad thing about your business, um, and just and then use that to demonstrate how you're different. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Angie. I've really, really enjoyed the show. Have you, have you enjoyed being on today? I've loved it, yeah, but you can see how I'm... I'm so enthusiastic I could talk forever. <laughs> right, it's, been, it's been very, very helpful. So thank you so much for your time. If you want to find out some more about information about Angie, go to um, www.angieegan.com. And that's Angie is spelt without an E. So that's uh, daring to be different again, I think. Uh, and uh, thanks again. On the next show, um, we're going to be looking about an important aspect of achieving more, which is being more efficient and disciplined with our own actions. We've therefore got international productivity expert, author, and speaker Mike Pagan, who will help us focus on achieving more with activities. And Mike has personally helped me and my Achiever Group group program with their productivity and it'll be a really good information if you're interested in gaining some access uh, to me to help you with your personally business uh, growth or development contact me at info at be more achieve more.com and please do leave any comments at uh, facebook.com slash be more achieve more i love to hear them um, i will answer your questions angie will answer your questions and um, have a fantastic week so back to voice america we thank you for listening to be more achieve more 
Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.